As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot and really a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Thursday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe. At Cuse Militia on the socials, go there. Join the militia. Thanks for tuning in and hanging out with us. We appreciate all of you. Syracuse completely dismantled Florida State yesterday, 96-57, before giving Duke all they could handle, despite... The Buddy Beheim suspension. Yeah, it's been a wild uh, two it, days. Yeah, in a game that was closer, I think, than the final score, 88-79, obviously. The um, 10-0 run from Duke to, to finish that game um, was this um, typical for what we've seen this year, let's just say. But you, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But I was pleasantly surprised. And um, very happy this team fought the way they did down Buddy Beheim, the ACC's leading scorer. You'll hear from us, and we'll hear from you, hopefully, in fan feedback. We got a little bit different show planned for you today, and mostly the montage was long. And we've got a small snip from yesterday. Obviously, the episode with Buddy needs to be gone over, and we will do that. And with Wyatt Wilkes, and we'll we'll go over that, and then we'll get into what happened today. If you hadn't seen it, the presser today was Coach with his two sons, and Buddy gave his verbal statement for the first time, and it's um, it's worth going over, playing it, and talking about it, as obviously that story stole. The show for Syracuse as far as the ACC tournament goes. So, uh, an end of an era, a really sad day, especially um, after watching that presser after the Duke loss for me. And I get, I'm, we've mentioned it, I've mentioned it a hundred times, the emotional attachment I have to the team, but with the year, the way it was, how special it was for fans like us who watched Buddy as a kid running around and things like that. <laughs> In the stands at one point, sitting with his mom and, and just watching him play and finish out the quickest four years that I can remember in Syracuse basketball history. Um, just a lot of mixed emotions for, for me and fans like me. So um, we'll share what we got. One last montage or a few last montages for the basketball season. For And also apologize, uh, I guess the last episode was poorly edited. And that's all on me. The, what a mess that was. And uh, all I can do is apologize, man, and move on, okay? These things happen. I, you have no idea what I had to splice together. It was three different recordings that I put together for that. I don't know what happened at the end. I didn't even go back and listen to it myself. So 
I don't know what happened. I, I, I deleted something, obviously, at the end of the show. So I apologize for that. But Joe, moving on. Sir. Okay, I figured it was worth mentioning. Isn't it the most Syracuse type of bullshit to actually have a missed call benefiting us during a game and then get totally, totally screwed uh, after the fact? By TV Teddy, nonetheless. And we'll get into all of that. But just generally, if it's going to happen to anybody, it's going to happen to Syracuse. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, you're right. Just an unbelievable yesterday. It was. Turn of events. Oh, my yes. God. Was it turn of events? Was it, was it just, was it, I don't, even, I don't even know if I'd call it that. But what a, what a something it was. And we'll talk all about well, it. It was a great game. It was a great game, two great games, and I hate that what happened with Buddy and Wilkes stole the show, and, and we'll talk, we'll talk, we'll get into all of it, we'll get into all of that, but first, as always, before we do, before we do, we got to hear from a couple folks. First, we're going to talk about Athletic Greens, tons of people take a multivitamin, it's important to choose one that is top quality with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets, it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 a day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance color cast. It's the live audio only sports talk platform free to download and to use. Talk to us, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Now, we're shelving this thing. Well, actually, maybe we won't. Let's scratch that. But all you need to do is download the ColorCast app free on iOS or Android stores, create a po- profile, link it to your Twitter account, and join the league or group. Follow us at Q's Militia, as always, to be notified when the room goes live. And like I said, unfortunately, it did not go as planned this year for us using the ColorCast app, but we will be live there at some point. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, but you can always find us. For post-game fan feedback, starting for football season, because I think we've seen all we're going to see of basketball, and you can find us on the Spotify Green Room doing fan feedback, which is what this show was built on. So I hope we get to some of that today. And to ensure we get to some of that today, Joe, we've got to get into what we've got today. And let's start with, obviously, yesterday's stuff. And this is quick, quick montage of um, the events of yesterday. Uh, Jim, 
early in the first half, there appeared to be a play where a buddy caught a Florida State player in the midsection. I saw the play. The kid pushed him twice, and he swung around and hit him. And I think it was inadvertent, but that's okay. I, I just watched the play. For what? No, I don't think he hit. I just, just he just swung around and it was contact. The kid pushed him twice. You can't just let people push you around. When you go front right. It wasn't much of a. It wasn't a. It was like coach. I'm watching it right here. It's on ESPN and it's being shared all over social media. He punched him in his stomach. It wasn't inadvertent. It would have been a. Whatever you foul. say. Whatever you say. Well, good. You say it. I just gave you my version of what I saw. Okay. We go to our next question. Back Can we disagree? Or do I have to? I don't have to agree with you, right? Oh, okay. No, absolutely. Nobody ever does in this room. Nobody in this room ever does. That's okay. Can't tell you how important Cy is. You know, we didn't have him in North Carolina and Miami, and he. The pressure hurt us in both games, and he relieves that pressure, gives us another ball handler. I didn't really want to go that small, but the small lineup worked. Uh, it has worked for us at times this year, and it worked today. Uh, so, anyways, let's start at the top of that, Joe. Obviously, the the news of the day was the, the, belt, the belting of Buddy. And, you know... Um, Obviously, okay. So look, when I saw it, okay, they played it a hundred times, right? I'm like, okay, well, this oh, is gonna, yeah. this is gonna be a big deal, right? Okay. And you're just waiting for a foul to come through, right? You're waiting for a foul to come through, and, or something. Then the stop play, dude's on the ground. He went to the coach. He has said that he was hit in the stomach. Nothing happened. Very, you cannot. And there's not a person on the planet, love or hate Buddy Beheim, Syracuse, or whatever. There's not a person on the planet that could say that is characteristic of Buddy. There's people comparing him to like Grayson Allen and stuff. I mean, come on, like it's not even, it's not even close. It's not even close. It was a little bit aggressive for Wilkes. He admitted it. He has a YouTube video that you could watch on his page uh, on YouTube, and it was a little aggressive. But it's 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 basketball, right? I think Buddy overreacted. He knew he did. And it was clear that it seemed intentional, right? I don't know if I'd call it a punch to the gut. I mean, if, if, you're, if you listen to all the descriptions and you see it, you're like, oh, okay, well, you know. But that's splitting hairs at this point. So we all saw it. We probably all heard what Coach had to say about it. Now, uh, that brings me to this. Coach obviously is not going to come out there not exactly really knowing what the hell is going on. He's probably pissed off at Buddy. Let's be honest, right? It's like, what the hell? You know, you know, and he, he, he defends Buddy out there. It's his kid. It's his player. He kind of defends yeah. him out there, right? And it was more of a fatherly moment than a coaching moment. But I've seen him do the same thing for other players that he's not related to. So with that said, obviously, he ended up. And I didn't put it in there, but he did, in all fairness to him, he ended up walking that back towards the end of that press conference. And we all know now, you know, and we'll hear later, um, that, you know, Buddy overreacted. It was, a, it, was a, it was a reaction, it was a bad reaction, and it was uh, a judgmental error, right? So, 
a little cringy there, Joe. But when you're watching the game, like I said, I mean, you, you thought to yourself, what? You thought, oh, my gosh, why, why, I can't believe he did that. I mean, I saw it real time. So when I first saw it real time, I thought to myself, did he just, did he just like swing his arm at him? Yeah. Right? I mean, you can see it. Yeah. Plain as day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's really not even the argument. Um, I know that Jim, he was just sticking up for his player slash son right there in that situation, right? Straight off of that. Um, but, you know, Buddy put out a statement to where he kind of admitted to doing something, you know, out of character and a little, you know, over and in, over the top. And I know that there's been in the past that, you know, ACC or other conferences have gone back and, and reviewed certain plays and stuff like that. But to me, what was just crazy was how because of the way the game went like that became the story over like the game and everything like that you know it went to halftime and you got Seth Greenberg LaFonso Ellis they're replaying it 10 different times on ESPN they're sitting there talking about how Buddy Bam should be suspended before the game's even over and it was just like okay you replay it 10 times now you got people they got it on their phones they're sharing it I mean, it's going, it's spreading whole, through social media. Whole, exactly. It was going crazy. And the crazy thing to me was that a majority of the time when it gets to stuff like this, like if the guy thinks it's egregious who got hit, then he's going to make sure that the ref thinks it's egregious, right? He was a guy, like what bank coach said, he was on the ground. Like he hadn't got the wind knocked out of him. Um, if there was anything crazy or any type of situation where they thought that it was a problem, then you know, you figure that the coach and the players and even possibly the team would make it obvious to the point where, you know, hey, refs, go look at it. Right. They go, should have go, stopped playing. Right. And I know it's easy to say because of the situation of the game, because, you know, there's also obviously, you know, a situation that obviously wasn't live. But if that game was closer, there could have been a situation where if the refs do see it and Buddy gets kicked off, then kicked out, then maybe that's why we lose the game. But I think that because of the fact that we were winning the game, made it just you know that much easier to talk about. Obviously, as the game's going on, but um, obviously you know that's where it it hurt us. You know more than anything, uh, it's easy to say because we could have said in that game, oh yeah, well, we could have lost Buddy. I mean, the refs should have saw it. They should have kicked him out. He should have been kicked out of the rest of that game and then he would have been able to play at Duke but I mean it's easy to say that now that we won by that margin right um but I, I don't really know what the argument is because realistically to me like yes if you look at it as black and white the definition of a punch he punched him and I think after everyone's looked at it um there was a little bit of and stuff like that happens all the time if you want to go through it with a fine-tooth comb and root go review every single play and look at all the big guys down low at every single box out and stuff like that. I mean, that's what Wilkes talked about. Yeah. Getting he said elbowed. He's been, he's, he's, he said he's been elbowed 30 times harder than that. Yeah. And he said, he, he said that he wouldn't even say that that was a punch. Yeah. So at the end of the day, when you got the players in game, the, the, the players and the people that are persons that are involved, not making a big deal about it and trying to get the refs to go to the, to the, to the tape, then, um, I don't see a reason why that's something that should get reviewed or looked at. But I think because of how much coverage it got, it was like a situation where the ACC kind of, I mean, they had to look at it. It's like social media just, justice. You couldn't is just what it ignore was. it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Jay Billis 
And I mean, I like Jay Bills. I, I don't find. I know some people think he's annoying and stuff, and he can be annoying sometimes. But when you look at the grand scope of broadcasters, I like Jay Bills. But he just would not shut up during the game after it happened and all of the replays. And you just knew you were just nothing else to talk about. There's nothing else to talk about. uh, Florida State is getting smoked. You know, they ended up shooting eight percent from three. They got absolutely dismantled. And there's boom, we got a story. And that was it. And trust me, anytime the ACC has got a chance to run it right up the chute of Syracuse, they're going to do it. That's how I feel. That's, mm. how, that's how I feel personally. You could be like, oh, well, I don't think so. I mean, you know, you know, he deserved it and this and that. And we'll get into that here in a little bit. But uh, we'll, we'll get into that after Coach's response because there's a lot there. To, uh, Coach's response to Buddy's statement after, in the presser. Yeah. But, you know, we're all looking around and waiting around last night and checking Twitter. I, I never refreshed Twitter so many freaking times in my life. I never, yeah. I, you know, I never even cared that much to get on Twitter that many times in, in two hours in my life as we were waiting on the, the punishment that was inevitably going to be handed down from the ACC. And honestly, I knew that it was going to be bad. Joe, you and I talked long before the decision was made and we both said the, the refs are the ones that screwed up. And we'll get into that. I'm just saying, laying that down. Yeah. We'll, well, we'll get and, into and that. That's, and that's really what it is, is that the worst part about it was you kind of knew it was going to happen because, I mean, obviously, uh, he, they kind of had to do it. But it's not – it just should have been handled better. And there's got to be a better process or a better system when it comes to the fact of – um you know, the refs and whether or not they blew something. And on top of that, realistically, um, it can't be all the same. You know, I just like what Jay Bill has said about how the player from um, Clemson undercut the uh, Wendell Moore from, yeah, Wendell from Moore. Duke, you know, a couple of weeks back. And I mean, that's a super dangerous play, you know, and there's sometimes where there's plays that are made where it looks like the, the person is, is trying to hurt the person or there's intent to harm or it's in a certain area where, you hit him above the neck and all that kind of stuff. Um, but then there's always the little things. There's always going to be, you know, the picks where people give extra hard shoulders and elbows. And there's little punches like that. I mean, that happen all the time where it's not really used. I'm not here to hurt you. I'm not here to take you out of the game. I'm just here to get your attention. Let because, you, know, you know, hey, you're hey, you're not going to be able to do that to me. Right. right? Like yeah. because we all saw him load up. We all saw uh, Wyatt Wilkes load up with his shoulder and he come did. in. And realistically, the smart thing probably would have been to flop there and try to get a foul. For but, Buddy, yeah. For Buddy. But he held his ground. He took the hit. He was and, trying to get a rebound he, just in case there was a miss there, right? Right. So. And that happens. But at the end of the day, there's a difference between what Buddy did and what that guy from Clemson did in taking down someone's legs, right? Or if someone who's throwing in an elbow intentionally high to try to hit somebody, or somebody winding up and trying or, to punch somebody lower, in the or face, or the swinging elbows in the in the lane for boxing out. I mean, or uh, even throwing a shoulder into someone. Now they usually call right. the shoulder, right? Most of the time we see the shoulder called. Um, right, and but, it's just tough for me that it's just like a black, and because even in like when you talk about getting, you know, you make a mistake and now you're in front of a judge. 
you know, if it's your if you know if you're a certain age and it's your first time offender, then you might get a little bit of a break versus somebody who's done it over and over again, like a Grayson Allen that some people are trying to you know compare him to. So when it comes down to it, um, I feel like there's got to be different levels. There's no reason why just because of a a, a, a referee flaw. Buddy Beheim had to miss a whole game versus, you know, and it'd be compared to the same thing as somebody taking out someone's legs or somebody punching somebody in the face or something like that. I mean, it's just not the same thing. There's different levels. Um, and whether or not it was intentional is one thing, but intentionally trying to hurt somebody and take somebody out versus intentionally trying to get somebody's um, attention, I think are two different things. And I think that they should be judged as that. First of all, we'll say to uh, Wyatt Wilkes, handled this with total class mm-hmm. and and he deserves credit for that i have uh, respect for that guy y- yes. absolutely leonard hamilton um handled this with total class both of those guys obviously got walloped and you know that's in the yes, game and you know and then that to- and that said a lot to me too that wyatt wilkes youtube video because he didn't even make a big deal about it in the game and you know what that tells me no he didn't he continued to play that tells me that he knew that he came in hard, and that happened. And whether it was intentional or not, he, he admitted he came in hard. Maybe you deserve it, right? But that's the whole thing. When you do something like that, and then something else happens to you, then you kind of feel like oh, I kind of bet you he never that. came you in had... that hard. He didn't come in that hard on Buddy for the rest of the game, right? <laughs> and that's the point, right? Now that's... that is not justifying what Buddy did. Please, no. Okay, that's not what I'm saying. What Jim was saying when he said, you know, you can't just let people come in and push you around. At some point, you got to stand your ground, right? Exactly. And, you know, we'll get into it later, but Buddy, he took it like a man. and We'll, um, we'll get into it, but there was scrutiny over over Coach's comments, and I think that that's that, the, him downplaying a little bit. You know, I felt, I felt like, ah, oh, geez, I wish he wouldn't have done that. That's how I felt. I wish he would have just come out and been – and maybe he was being honest, but I, I feel like if he had to come out with I feel a like little you can't bit more talk ass, too much about it. Well, I mean, what do you do when too. you come out and you admit it before something happens? You know, and that's what some people said about Buddy. Like uh, he came out and kind of admitted it with his statement before the ACC even came down with something. But, but regardless, well, they were trying. He was trying to get out ahead of it. They he were was gonna trying. Sus- they were going to suspend him. There's no way that Buddy can sit there and be like, "Oh, it wasn't intent." I mean, it's clearly intentional. I mean, so that's why, like, when I'm sitting, that's what my point. And I understand what you're saying. They hadn't handed down a punishment yet, and he should probably keep his powder dry. But sometimes you get out ahead of these things, and um, maybe they benefit you, maybe they don't. But at the end of the day, um, perception is reality, and then you can not have to backtrack, and you can, you know, not have to kind of. You know, downplay something that is obvious, I guess. And, and it's just, it just wasn't a good look. The whole incident wasn't a good look. And I didn't think Coach's response was a good look, but he did make valid points. Like you said, you know, you can't just let people push you around. Okay. That was yesterday. Great game for Syracuse, getting the, getting the win, uh, the, a, a big, a pretty big upset as far as I'm concerned against Florida State with the way that they shot. Uh, 11 for 28 from three to, like I said, Florida State's 8%. Now, Florida State's got to shoot 8%, right, to um, for Syracuse to be able to demolish them, I think, that bad. I think that's that's fair to say. But um, 
the last thing that coach was talking about, and that is Cy. We've missed Cy a couple different times for a couple different games. And I just feel like that this kid is such an inner, can be, is such an in, integral part of what Syracuse needed this year. And it came on a little late. You can sit here and and talk about, in hindsight, the minutes that he got in the beginning of the year compared to today or, uh, you know, yesterday and things like that. But at the end of the day, the, the kid's a difference maker. And he put up, what, nine points yesterday with nine assists. So he, <laughs> you know, one point and one assist away from a double-double for Samir yesterday. And then today... He had, what, 11 assists and seven points? So just a, I mean, what else six can you rebounds. say? And six rebounds today. And what else can you say? I mean, it's what Syracuse has needed. In the last four games this season, I mean, obviously, I don't know if it would have, he got hurt during Duke, right? So Miami and UNC, correct? Yep, yep. Uh, those were the two games. And UNC, guys, we... That's, a, that's another one of those we look back on this year and be like, man, we should have had that one. We should have had that one. And if Cy si, si plays, I think we do. Okay? Now, it's easy for me to sit here and say in hindsight. But to Coach's point, he's, it makes a huge difference out there. They had the three-guard lineup yesterday. That was the best lineup they played all game. It was fantastic. And, and, the, and just what they did with that yesterday, with an off-day shooting for Florida State, ended in... An ass whooping, quite frankly. Yeah. So, yeah. And coach pretty much kind of pointed to the fact that, like, next year's probably going to be a Samir Torrance, Joe Girard, you know. It worked out great today. Yeah. Guard lineup. Yeah. Joe's, I think that they're going to put him in his natural position for his senior year. And I think that honestly, he'll probably redeem himself to the Syracuse fans, I think. And I think that, um, you know, everyone's kind of been calling for. Uh, a lot of people were on that bandwagon with Kadari Richmond uh, last year, and um, I just think that uh, just the experiment of Joe Girard being point guard. Uh, I mean, I get it. Some of it was your offense, but yeah, not by choice though. I mean, some of it was not by choice. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, we didn't really have too many options this year. So, but if how about this? How about Samir works on you know a jump shot or something? This off season, if he can nail that, he's going to be extremely dangerous, and he's shifty. He's way shiftier than I thought he was. By the way, as far yeah. as getting in the lane and things like that, making the right passes. Only two turnovers today to eleven. What I say, eleven assists. To, yeah, and two turnovers. Yeah. That's excellent. And from, man. I and from what I understand, he's not an awful shooter. I think it's just a confidence thing. And I mean, you give him one year of. You know him coming in, knowing he's going to be the point guard and everything, uh, and teams not being able to send me think about it. When he was in, teams sat back, and we still figured out ways to score and stuff like that. So, um, I can't imagine him as a player if he can get play uh, defensive. You know, the defense to respect his jump shot because then he'll be able to blow by him and get easy layups. I mean, he was going to get in layups when they knew that he was going to try to get layups, you know? So, and, he, and he can pass um, it off, too, real he's slick. He's definitely a good passer. So oh, he yeah. can drive the lane and pass it off slick. He's very, oh, yeah. him he's and, very good with him that. And Jess, him and Jesse. Jesse going to get many a dunks next year because of Samir Torrance. Yeah, and um, 
just to highlight a bright spot, uh, Samir was, he was a bright spot this year. And um, just wish we would have had him for longer and maybe implemented him a little earlier. You can maybe yeah. make that argument, right? I mean, it's This just, year's the, the year of the shoulda, coulda, woulda. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because when you put it all yeah. together, when you don't have Samir Torrance, I mean, he was turning a corner when he got hurt. He got hurt both times he played Duke the first two times. Yeah. And I think he missed two games after. Each. Yeah. Um, each. Then it took him a little while to get back in it. And then with Jesse getting hurt, and plus all the close games and, and the games that we possibly could have won if we did have Samir and, and, and Jesse. Um, Benny gets be hurt. Benny gets hurt the day, the game after wait, the game after Duke when he that was yeah. his best game he had all season, right? So it was like mm-hmm. just plagued. And like we said in the last show, I mean, it was like someone had taken a loan out on Syracuse this year and they did not pay yeah. their debt. So, but there's uh, times when we were rather healthy where we easily look like tournament team this year. Absolutely, and um, you know, even without Buddy today was one of them. So. Um, a good game today. We'll talk about it, but let's um, let's first hear from Jimmy immediately following the game. Yeah, Jimmy, could you speak to your mindset coming into the game today? Yeah. Um, I mean, we knew this is we had to win this game, or you know, it was it. And if I didn't need any more, you know, I I was playing for this kid today. Um, you know, just wanted to do everything I could to, to get him one more and to get our team one more. Um, uh, I knew I was going to have to be aggressive, um, missing the leading score in the conference. Um, so just trying to pick up there where I could and just do everything I can on, on both ends. Yeah, I'm just proud of that. Everyone stepped up, gave everything they had. Um, Samir stepping in and playing 40 minutes. He was, I mean, 11 assists and two turnovers. Can't ask much more from him. He was great. And, I mean, everyone just gave everything everything we had the whole game. You know, people counted us out. I mean, I think a lot of people said that didn't even give us a chance. That that was Buddy's last game before the game even started. Um, so, you know, we used all that, and, and we were right there to the end. We just couldn't make a couple plays at the end. Jimmy with his best game of the season, no doubt. Um, seven rebounds and 28 points. And just you could tell he was playing for, like he said, he was playing for his brother. And it's kind of a special thing. And gosh, if you just think what could have been if they, if they pulled this game off, they, 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 they stayed close. I mean, after they were, what was it, 23 to, what was it? 23 to 24 14. to 13. 24 to 13 at one point. But after that, and that was kind of early still because they came yeah. out shooting. They were on fire. That, that, that being Duke. 12, I believe. Yeah, they go up. Syracuse goes up by four at the half, right? Um, Jimmy hits six for nine from three. And like I said, the seven rebounds, obviously, he's been kind of there all year. But um, just a man with a mission. You could tell he was trying to grind it out for Buddy. And man, what could have been if they? if they pulled it out, but just to be able to have a game like he had gets the ball stolen from him late at one point. And, um, that was kind of the, or phones. Right. Well, true. Very true. (laughs) Very true. Uh, Ventura with the foul, no call. Uh, that's, that's actually very accurate analysis, Joe, but it was not called. Uh, (laughs) but nonetheless, 
Is the ACC going to review? <laughs> yeah. Uh, nonetheless, uh, a, a, a fantastic effort from everybody. As he mentions, Joe Girard with 23 points. He looked so much better out there with Cy bringing the ball up for the whole game. Cy with 40, yes, 40 minutes for Cy, Jimmy, and Joe, right? And the only reason Cole Swider sat for two minutes was because he had four fouls with like 13 or 14 minutes left. And John Bull just was uh, just no. A body. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, just to bring Cole over and tell him don't foul again. Uh, obviously, yeah. uh, need Cole Swider coming on late and, and just, I mean. Dude. But that's that says a lot about the effort today, right? Yes. I mean, and, but here's my point. Here's my point. It was a long way around it, Joe. I'm sorry. The effort today, the effort yesterday, the effort against UNC, you know, it's been there all year. It has. Mm. I think it. I think it really has. You can point to a couple games where you're like, okay, look, it didn't look great. But I feel like, for me, I feel like that this team did try. They just didn't. They just didn't have it. It wasn't. It wasn't put together well. And you know, coach changes up the defense a little bit. You know, too little, too late. You know, what I mean, it could have. What could have been? Maybe I think. Obviously, the the two three stuff. It takes a special group of guys to run that to the way it needs to be run for it to be successful. And we didn't have any of that this year. And I'm kind of a little shocked that we didn't try something else out because we just didn't have the athletes and the length really for to be pulled off. So, you know, it confused Duke. They switched in and out of it, but it still, it was, it was effective against one of the well, best yeah, offensive teams part, in the country. Yeah. And that's part of it. And then again, like, you know, you watch this game and it kind of opens up your eyes to some of the fans that are like, you know, we need to change stuff up, you know, um, you know, if buddy plays, do we, yeah. do we even do this or is it just, Hey, this is what it is. And because, you know, those guys, they played a lot more free, you know, there were some plays that were made that probably would have got some players earlier in the season with some depth pulled. Sure. Right? But Absolutely. because you only have basically, I mean, John Bolzak, if you want to, I mean, he was a body at this point. He sprained his knee yesterday. He was enough out there to go out there. Right. But we literally had six scholarship players that were like healthy to play. And we still put up this kind of effort and, um, put up this kind of game against Duke. And I mean, it was just unbelievable to me because when I saw that buddy was, was suspended, I thought there was no chance. So, um, gives me hope going into next year and, uh, being able to see, you know, Torrance and and Joe play next to each other, knowing that Benny's going to come back, uh, better just by, Oh yeah. You know, sure. And, and then you know you know what Jesse had brought to the table, and now you yeah. know he's going to come with that confidence. He knows what he can do now. Mm-hmm. So another year oh, under his belt, um, another year of maturity. Just, yeah, yeah. It, it made it exciting, and, and honestly, I mean, just it, it's kind of like, like you said, it's a little bittersweet, you know, and it's definitely a little emotional too because you get Beheim's been a coach forever, and you know you got Jimmy out there, almost like, you know, almost like Buddy gave him a little bit of his shooting today, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. He's just determined, so, just a just determined man, and the whole team. Wait, is so you're, they you're watching to, to get Buddy yes. to another team, yes, another, another, another game. game, yes, and just like the rest of the year, there's just there's just no oh five oh six fairy tale fairy tale ending with the overrated 
comments regarding GMAC, right? Closers. But yeah, but and we we you know I gotta be honest. I told Joe this earlier, and I mean it's foolish. I know, but I felt in the in this during this game, I, I just felt that this was gonna be another one of those moments, and and it just wasn't. So kind of like what we've expected all year, and I was just trying to psych myself off to be an optimistic, and I really, really, I really did. I'm like they are gonna they are gonna kill me doing it, but they're gonna pull this thing off, and then they just they just didn't. But I mean, look, the effort think the um the way this team played for buddy was amazing buddy coming off the bench and you know at halftime and just like so happy obviously and even though he's not playing the body language from from him and and the rest of the players and what side did it just so like you said it's just it's, it can leave you nothing but optimistic for some of the pieces that are coming back next year and with five freshmen coming in and seeing what we got there, obviously, you know, I mean, so, yeah, and you know, you lose the leading score of the ACC after, and you're going in. But what would against, you do though? What would you do though, Joe? What would you do? Playing against Duke, right? Playing against Duke, they beat you by more than twenty both times you played. This team had every reason to go out there and get beat by forty today. And get yeah, go get rolled for sure. Absolutely. How about how about and they didn't. They didn't. They have. They were all heart, and they really did come together, and they really tried to pull it off. It didn't happen, and everybody all year who says that I'm a defender of coach and I'm a, uh, you know, I'm I'm with the daddy's boys crowd or whatever, and then some of the nasty grams you get through DM and stuff like that that I don't even respond to and pretty much ignore. You can't tell me either one of these kids didn't deserve to be playing D1 basketball. First of all, I mean, we've heard it about Buddy. We haven't heard it this year, but we, we we have been very critical of Jimmy plenty of times this year. But does he deserve to play D1? Absolutely, dude. The kid's talented, right? And like Jay Billis says, I think he puts it best. And I don't know if it came from him, but I heard him say it. You know, he'll be playing. He could he could play YMCA basketball till he's 50. You know, he just he's that kind of guy, right? So, uh, you know, with that said, I mean... These kids obviously are talented enough to be here, even though they're coaches' kids. So, and that brings that brings me to this, Jim. Mike mentioned you getting the chance this season to coach your sons. What what has this season meant for you? Well, I'll tell you this: it's the best season I've ever had. You say that even though you're finishing the season with a losing record, so I'm, I wonder if you can expound on that a little bit. I don't need to. It's the best season I've ever had in coaching. It says it all. Sometimes you don't have to say a lot, Mike. We'll go to the left side of the room. Yeah, buddy, were you uh, surprised by the ACC's decision at hold all? It, hold it, hold no, it. He we're said after the game. the game. He literally said and it before. We're done with all the questions on the game. We will address that. So we had to. We I had to put it in there. One more. One more. One more. Stupid reporter not following Bayheim's rules. First of all. Second of all. Uh, obviously, Mike Waters trying to dig there for an answer, and I get it. And I love Mike Waters, by the way. He's like my Syracuse.com guy. Okay. Uh, even though he wore a mask 
during Zoom press conferences, which, I mean, to each their own. I don't know who he's around, right? Mm. So anyway, uh, you know, he's trying to dig deep there. We all know what Coach is saying, okay? Not a, a successful year. Not, not going to any tournament, right? But yeah, he got the coach's kids. It ended horribly. Let's be honest. If you're a dad, I don't know how much worse it could end unless your kids get injured, right? Yeah, Jimmy come out, played for Buddy. But your best player, the leading scorer in the ACC, your son, um, the, the heart of this team is sitting on the bench suspended. So I, I thought that was cool. Coach didn't need coach is a is is not a man of few words. He tries to act like he's a man of few words sometimes, but he is not. And uh, for him to just leave that there like that, I think is really cool. And like I've said all year, it's been it's been really cool to watch this, even though you know, we gotta no. chalk this up as the worst season of our lifetimes, Joe. I don't know if Jim liked that. Especially the second question. Well, I'm sure he didn't because he gets annoyed with Mike, Donna, you know, all the Syracuse.comers. I mean, I'm pretty sure he gave him the year number one reporter finger. (laughs) Yes. So if you watch it, now you can decide for yourself. Uh, Mike Waters, a Hall of Famer, by the way. Hall of Famer. We need the ACC to review that, too. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I, I don't know if he did it intentionally, but it was perfect timing. It was perfect timing, <laughs> and uh, the, uh, the, the, the head scratch with the middle finger did come up during the press conference, if you watch it. Right now, uh, Notre Dame made a hell of a comeback, by the way, in this, in this game against Virginia Tech. They were down by almost 20 last time I looked at the TV, so um, uh, Virginia Tech handling them from start to half so far, just to timestamp this thing. But um, that was just a little tidbit before we get into... Before we get into the other stuff, but um, obviously, um, I don't know if if you're a coach. If it gets, if the only reason that gets better is if they do have the Cinderella season and come out and win the ACC tournament and end up going to the to the big dance, right? That's the only way this thing gets better. There's the only thing that could turn it around. But at the end of the day, you got the coach's kids, D1 basketball. Both of them played pretty freaking good all year. You can have your criticisms here and there of 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 Buddy a couple of games, Jimmy a bunch of times, and some of Coach's decisions this year, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. So, um, really cool. Uh, right. yeah, yeah, Jimmy and Buddy aren't the reason why we didn't make the tournament oh, this year. Oh, absolutely, absolutely not. And absolutely not. And, and you know, it's a, a cumulative thing, but and, and there's plenty of things to point to there, and we could even argue that if you'd like, but it would probably be a whole other episode. All right. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you 
where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Real quick, before we get back into this thing, Athletic Greens, tons of people are taking a multivitamin, including me and Joe. It's important to choose one that is top quality with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle-friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar no gmos no chemicals or artificial anything plus it costs less than three dollars a day it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition especially during cold and flu season it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance Go to Athletic Greens today. Check it out. ColorCast. ColorCast is a live audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download. It's free to download. Talk to us, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app. It's free in the iOS or Android store. Create a profile, link it to your Twitter, and join the league or group you want to be in. Follow us, as always, at Cuse Militia to be notified when our room goes live. Okay. So, obviously, we hadn't heard from Buddy. He didn't play. We hadn't heard from him. He's sitting at the table. Uh, you heard a reporter there get a little too excited, okay, not following the rules. But when it was Buddy's time, um, he used it. Uh, he couldn't have used it, I should say, any better. Here's what Buddy had to say. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I just want to start off by saying I'm so proud of these guys. Uh Sitting on that bench today, I couldn't have been any prouder watching my, my big bro uh, do his thing. It was uh, unbelievable, really. I couldn't couldn't be prouder of those guys. Just let them know I love them. Obviously, I wanted to be out there, but they couldn't have played any better. And, uh, you know, I first off, just want to say I made a mistake, and, you know, I have to own up to that. Uh, I've been thinking about the play for the last 24 hours, to tell you the truth, over and over again why I did it. And... You know, I think it was just the heat of the moment. Uh, I thought he might have ran into me, lowered his shoulder, but, you know, it, it was a clean play besides that. And uh, we hit a big three. I got excited and, you know, turned around. Never never meant to, to throw a punch. I don't think I've thrown a punch in my life. But, uh, you know, connected with him, obviously, maybe tried to get him with my arm or something running back, but never meant to, to intentionally hurt him, you know, or, you know, affect him and knock the wind out of him. And luckily, you know, that's really the worst thing that could have happened in that situation. But... Uh, Wyatt's a really good dude. He's a, he's a good player. I would never try to hurt someone, especially him. Uh, you know, there was no talking before that, anything that led up to it. It was just a just an honest mistake on my part, and I have to live with that. I have to own up to that, and I'm not here to argue whether or not I should have played or if I should have got suspended. Um, what hurts me the most, man. I'll take is, care of that. I got it. What hurts me the most is, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of kids, a lot that? of people that look up to me. Um, 
that want to be like me one day, and I can't tell you how much that means to me. And, you know, I, I disappointed them yesterday, and I have to live with that, and, and that's okay because I know I made a mistake. And if you know me, if, if I've known you for 10 years, if I've known you for 10 minutes, I try to treat you with the same amount of respect and kindness and be the best person I can every day. That's what I've always been about. Forget basketball. I want to be remembered for being a great person off the court. And, you know, I hope this, this doesn't affect that. I know that, you know, it's a mistake I have to live with. I'll grow from it. I'll learn from it. But uh, playing at Syracuse these last four years, wearing this jersey, representing this school, my family, myself, has it's meant everything to me. I can't put that into words. Forget uh, how many points I scored. Forget all the, the numbers. Uh, being able to play here and, and just put a smile on someone's face, be able to interact with fans every day has been a dream come true. And I wouldn't trade that for anything. And, you know, it sucks I had to go out like that, but I'm all about the journey. And the journey has been priceless. Uh, there's been so many good moments that have led up to this that I'm so thankful for. I wouldn't trade you for anything. And... Oh, man, I just, uh, you know, I wanted to say this firsthand, though. I didn't want to, you know, the tweet is fine, but I want to say personally myself that I'm, I apologize to everyone I let down yesterday because I know I did, and I'm most disappointed in myself, trust me. Uh, you know, I know I'll, I'll learn from this, I'll grow from this, but uh, it's just something I had to say and wanted to, to get across because I, I truly try to be the best person I can every day. And anyone that knows me knows that. And that's, you know, why, you know, we'll be all right at the end. If this is the worst thing I ever do in my life, uh, I can live with that. But uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone who has uh, supported me on this journey. It's been, it's been unbelievable. And uh, I'd do anything to, to wear this uniform. I truly gave it everything I had every day. And All right. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Mm. Um, it just... I mean, that pulls at your heartstrings a little bit. Obviously, none of that's scripted, and that just goes to show what, what how genuine of a kid I think Buddy Beheim is to totally unscripted. It could not have been any better. He covered. He co- I don't know if he practiced that thing in the mirror. I don't know what he did, but he said everything he needed to say, and you know, Buddy Beheim met. Every word of it. This is a kid who hangs out after games all the time at the Dome to sign autographs, to take pictures with kids. And you can tell that he knows he let, feels like he let some of those kids down. But if any of those kids listen to what he had to say, I, th- I think, you know, every, everybody knows everybody makes mistakes. That was a mistake. And it cost him the rest of his career at SU. And he knows it. And um, he held it together better than I could have if I was up there. Because um, that's a mouthful what he said. And, and he covered everything, Joe. Yeah. I mean, that pretty much was <laughs> everything that you would expect a, a guy like that to say. Um, we know what type of guy he is, what type of man he is. Um, and I didn't expect anything less, to be perfectly honest with you. Now, again, like you said, place of the heartstrings, sure. Um, but, you know, if anything, like you said, um, it's an example, you know. 
Um, he, he's, he talked about how he's, he's looked at as a role model and he felt like he let some people down. And, you know, if anything, um, if, you know, the young kids listening to him takes anything away from this and, and learns and maybe does not make the same mistake, then I, I look at it as a, as a positive, you know, and I think that that's how we wanted to come across to those kids. And then obviously he feels bad about, you know, letting his teammates down and everything like that. Of course, teammates, you know, they're going to be like, hey, we, we wouldn't have been here without you, right? But um, nonetheless, he's still going to feel that way. So it's obviously something that's going to hurt, especially a kid that, you know, you grow up, your dad's the coach and you're a ball boy and you're up there mopping the, the floor and you're out there shooting, running around with Carmelo Anthony. I mean, you have relationships with former players and it's just part of your family, you know? And to have that dream come true, to, to be able to be good enough to play and, and be a good player and be first team be, all be ACC, a, Yeah, right? first team all ACC, and, leading scorer in the and ACC. To have, yeah. And to have it end like that, I mean, even some of the, I mean, I've had Duke fans that are unbiased fans, not the crazies, you know, that are Crackheads. just don't care, right? Um, or any one of those hardcore ACC, you know, fans that are like, oh, Syracuse shouldn't be in the, the ACC. Screw them, you know, and I hate Beheim. Like, some unbiased fans that are like, that's just, that's not right. Like, just the, the way that, that his career ended, you know. Um, now, if you ask any of them, I doubt they'd be cool with him coming back for another year. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, this is where I was going to um, go next. But but at the end of the day, it's it was definitely a situation where, like, any realistic, unbiased, you know, ACC fan who's seen this kid and seen how he's grown in the last four years, as much as maybe other fans might not like him because he can shoot threes and stuff, um, you know, they know he's a good kid and they didn't want to see his career at Syracuse end like that either. Yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate if it ends. Now, I doubt this is going to happen. But what would make this all better? There's only one thing that could make this all better, and I doubt it's going to happen. I doubt it. But if he, <laughs> but if he did, I'm listening. If he did, he could come back next year. Now I doubt it's going to happen. I doubt it. I really do. But I'm just saying, if this stews inside him long enough, a decision does not have to be made right now. Right. I mean, so he's got time to think about it. Now, you think about an NBA career and you don't want to risk that. You don't want to risk getting injured. You don't want to do any of this. But Cole Swider has already said that he's like somewhat on the fence. Now, is he doing that? Is that a play for, is that a play for, you know, fans or media or whatever? I mean, Cole could play somewhere overseas. You know, I don't think I don't know if he could be an NBA guy, right? But if he stays another year, maybe he could be. You know, but if he yeah, wants to go make the I money mean, now, I think he could, right? And this is so now. So now I this have, is not popular so, thought, and I realize that. No, this isn't popular thought. No, and I'm going to preface this by saying that if you do go back and listen to this Coach? presser, which was a great presser, by the yeah, way, yeah, it was an awesome um, presser. Yeah, it does not. Like they leave it as like the way that Buddy talks, he makes it sound like he's not going to be back. Yes, the way he does. Jimmy talks, 
he makes it sound like he's not going to be back. Absolutely. And the coach makes it sound like they're not even going to play another game this year. Correct. Which is why that's, the CBI talk is is that's they're 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 not. I I believe that this is it. And yes, and you know the the uh, guys over on Lockdown, um, Syracuse, they talked. Joe's about favorite this. podcast. Joe's favorite podcast. <laughs> Look, I'm going to give credit this where is, credits due. Okay. okay, and they okay. they talked about it, and they said that you know. Um, it make when you get to like okay, there's NCAA right. Obviously, you're playing for a national championship, right? And then even the NIT, if you got guys healthy and you want to go make a run or whatever, right? But you go like CBI and really even NIT sometimes. That's more for like teams that you know you want to like build up the players for next year and everything like that, right? Like you really got nothing to play for. Um, and looking at Syracuse, the only guys they got coming back next year, as far as right now is concerned, that would even be healthy and or eligible to play in this postseason would be Samir Torres and Frank Anselm. So you're really asking four or five seniors to come back and play in a CBI, which is like, I mean, who's going to make a big deal about we wouldn't even the CBI, right? We wouldn't even be able to watch it on TV, I don't think. We'd probably have no, to stream the damn thing. Right. So yeah. who knows, right? So there's that, there's that whole point, right? Right. We're not but, doing that. They're not doing that. But – there's also a point where we've already gone through it. There's only five scholarship players coming back, I believe. John Bull could go ahead and um, transfer, but I, and I think that's a possibility. By the way, I'm not. Ta- I'm not saying that like I want him to. No, but I'm, I'm just, just saying, saying that like if you read, you know, the cards in the table, he's not right. going to have too many options to play, right? Right. Um. So, and realistically, the Bayheims they can take up just walk on spots and go to school for free because their dad's the coach and he's an employee at the college. So you're real, you're realistically looking at a situation where we still could get everybody to come back. Like you said, what if buddy does do over this? You know, Jimmy said something about trying to get his waiver, right? Is that still in play? We don't know. I mean, he put it in, but then Jim said what he said, and we haven't heard anything different. And then since then, we've heard that maybe Cole might come back. Well, what so, about this? Can I, I mean, can... we still have the numbers to bring all three of these guys back. Now, sure, it might not absolutely. be popular to belief. And after seeing what I saw today, like you definitely have to make a change. In my opinion, whether Buddy comes back or not. Sigh. Samir Torrance is your point guard. Yeah, and if and if you gotta and if you gotta start Samir, Joe, and Buddy and go small, I think that's not a that's bad idea either. By the way, I mean, or or Joe comes off the bench, and I'm sorry, and it sucks yeah, for his senior year, and yeah, I don't know, well, but maybe he can get an extra. He week can. COVID, but I don't know how that whole thing works. I believe he can. Joe might still have two more years, and right. Um, I mean, we're just throwing this out here because there are possibilities, and you know, this is the end of you know, but. We do have a situation where everyone on our roster could still come back and still get the people, the the, the five and Judamins. We can we can get all those guys and we can still fit it in because of the fact that two of the players are the coach's sons. Which, I mean, they can be walk-ons and just go to school for free. It's happened before. They yeah. can use it to their yeah. advantage. And I mean, after a year like this, I wouldn't be surprised if something like that did happen. But we got a little bit ways to go now. And, and, um, and we bring this up and I bring it up because it's just one of those things that obviously is a possibility. Now, like I said, I don't think it's going to happen. I and mean, I'm not even wishing for it to happen. What I really wish 
is that Teddy Valentine's crew would have called a flagrant two foul on Buddy yesterday. That's what I really wish would have happened. I just mm. am sorry. I I have I I am I, I just hate to see it end like this. That's me. Well, yeah. Okay, so that's too, that's why like, I bring it up. Well, and what I like what I said in hindsight too, right? Like, would you say the same thing if you didn't know the outcome and we weren't up as much as we were? Like, what if we were down six and that happened, then Buddy got kicked out and we ended up losing? Say that again. I wasn't listening to you. I was, I was reading. Something. Thanks. Sorry. It's it happens so, a lot, but I figured I'd, I'd give you. I'm just, just putting shot. you in a situation. It's a situ- It was a situational thing. Like. You look at it like it's easy to say, well, yeah, in hindsight, yes, I wish that he would have called that because we knew that we won by almost 40, right? Right. But what if we were de- what if we were down six and then that happened and then the refs actually kicked them out and then we didn't win? So, I mean, it's all situational. So that's why there's a lot of the unbiased fans because we do have a little bit of orange goggles, right? And I do – I hate to see – to see his career end like this, but it was it's all situational. It's easy for us to say, oh, man, just make the call. Why didn't they just make the call? Do it, do it, just make the call so we didn't <laughs> yeah, get yeah, suspended yeah. for today. But right. at the end of the day, it's only because we were up so much and we knew we probably would have won without him. Right, and the other thing is, too, is that, you know, we don't know how this game goes with Buddy in. Let's be honest. Like, I mean, you could sit here and say, oh, man, we played him so close. If Buddy played, we would have won. Well, how the hell do we know? Well, I don't freaking know that. So, yeah, how anyways, do we know? Anyways, would Jimmy would have shot so many threes? The, would we have came out with that defense? I mean, would we have been so free for, like, Joe to shoot the shots that he shot? Um, I don't know. Right. And that's the thing is, is it's so hard to say, oh, if we had this person, like, you can say that if you have, like, players that, you know, oh, he's just – they come in and they do this, and but you play that close without these bench players that you normally have. Like, but we played differently. And I even talked to your brother. Like, we couldn't play the two threes on the way that we played. They killed us. We took. A, we tried to take away Williams as much as possible, and Griffin, Griffin. as much as possible. And they did a good and job. And Wendell Moore and Jeremy Roach beat us. Right, but they did a good job where they needed to. You just can't stop all of them. Just, well, that's just, the thing. Jeremy Roach hit five threes and got fouled shooting one. Yeah, and also he was he was he was the one that hit the shots late that really mattered that really yep. just put the dagger in it today. And mm-hmm. we could sit here and say, "Oh well, it'd be great to come back a redemption, uh, uh, unfinished business." Hashtag unfinished business. Well, I think to some extent, and I hate it, but I think to some extent, the clip we just played, a buddy. And everything he said, the kid's cues for life. It's not that, and I keep calling him a kid. I mean, I, I get it. I know. Uh, but he's cues for life. He's not going to go, I mean, this isn't going to be a thing where we never see Buddy again. Who knows? Maybe someday after his career. Uh, what do you got? What are you running, Romper Room? Joe, are you running Romper Room? <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not, and I don't <laughs> think the other person that's supposed to be is either. <laughs> the person who's supposed to be is right. Uh, so anyway, my point is, is what Buddy said is um, he couldn't have said it any better. It was from his heart. And um, you could tell he'd been just chomping at the bit to come out and get it, get it off his chest. And um, this is how it's going to end, I think. And it's unfortunate, but so is life sometimes. 
You know, yeah. it's just it is what it is, right? So I mean, and that's and, and this is another thing. Like when you say, oh, well, you know, we we are the we are somewhat biased. Okay, I think there's a lot of situations where we are not. Even though I get a lot of stuff saying we are, um, but obviously we are a little bit. But we we are. I think we're critical thinkers as far as the team and stuff goes. And we've also seen seasons start this way and end tremendous. So you always have to have a little bit of optimism. But it's just one of those things where I think that, you know, being as diehard as we are, it's tough to do a podcast like this sometimes, right? No, no, yeah. And it's tough. And sometimes it's tough to sit here and say, like, maybe it might be better for us to just move from Buddy. Yeah. yeah, Right? Yeah. But he, I mean, he's... He led the league in scoring in ACC, but at the same time, I mean, how many different times was it like give the ball to Buddy and just put his head down? And there wasn't a lot of movement. There wasn't a lot of things. ISO ball. We've seen that with other people too, though, yeah. I mean, yes, but I'm just saying that, like, after watching today, it's like, hmm, like, let's get a different kind of look out there. And, you know, I love Buddy, and I think he's a great player, but, um, just adding all the different but, the same but, types of players but what we have buddy. yes but what we have coming back that we know is going to probably be back and what we're going to be adding i think we are going to see a, 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 a obviously a whole different roster come next basketball season it's exciting to think about for one for two i will take cole back i know there's a lot of people who are like oh you know you can shove that you know, screw that. But I would take Cole back. Yeah. You know, Cole and Benny, you know, we don't know what Benny's going to be able to do next year. Obviously, uh, high expectations for him. And, you know, he's going to be better next year. And he showed glimpses of what he can do. He's got another, he's got a year under his belt. And he's going to be able to have an off season to work on it. And I'm really excited. And it just sucks for people like you and I to see it end the way it did. But like I said, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm beating a dead horse now, but buddy said what he needed to say. Total class act. Don't think he deserved it. Jay Billis didn't think he deserved it. Leonard Hamilton didn't think he deserved it. I didn't hear what coach K had to say about it, but I'd be willing to bet he's on that bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Right. And the guy that got hit, the guy that got hit didn't think favorite. he deserved it. So it was done because they, if the ACC didn't do anything, they were going to face scrutiny, and they don't have the freaking spine to stand up to it and be like, look, the refs missed a call. He should have been thrown out for the game. You know what? Instead of suspending Buddy, we're going to suspend Teddy and his crew. How about that? You know, oh, oh, you know, that, what an uproar that would have been. So God you can't do that. Accountable yeah, in this country, right? exactly. And I'm not just saying, and I, I, no, I am sorry. I am saying that. I am saying that because I'm a huge Buddy Bayheim fan and I'm a huge Syracuse fan. And if you don't like it, screw you. I don't care. Yeah, That's how I feel. That's what it is. Yeah. All right. And it's going to be hard to get the fans to, after a year like this, you bring everybody back plus all these recruits. Uh, I just don't, I mean, like you said, fresh, new. I think um, that this experiment, although fun, uh, I think that there were some things <laughs> learned. And uh, I think that next year is going to be a lot different. Yeah, it's going to be a lot different. I think um, it's going to be exciting. And, you know, not everything ends in a storybook ending. But what did end this presser was fantastic. And as always, Coach delivered. Let's hear what he had to say. This is the rebuttal to 
Buddy's uh, statement that he made. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. I got a couple things to say. Number one, it, it, if it was a flagrant two, and, you, and it can be, you can say that. We were up 18 points. Buddy had eight points. He didn't score any points until we were up 30. So I think it's fairly obvious we would have won the game without him. If it had been handled properly, they would have looked at the video. They've looked at the video every single time this year. The kid was laying on the floor. Wyatt was laying on the floor. And they're going to punish those guys? No, they didn't. they're not punishing those guys. They're punishing this guy right here because they didn't do their job. And the league should have looked at that and said, this would have been out. He would have been out. And don't let anybody tell you, well, he might have been suspended for the game, this game too. That would never have happened. No one in their right mind would say that. So they didn't do their job, so Buddy got punished. That's what happened. Now, I'm forever grateful to Leonard Hamilton. He's a great man. He summarized it for everybody. Let's move on. Wyatt, who I've always had great respect for, he's a great player, plays hard all the time, said what our league couldn't say. This is fine. I've gotten hit 30 times harder than that. So I'm at a loss. Like I said, if it was handled right and they wanted it to be a flagrant too, he'd have been out yesterday. They didn't do it right. So the kid that's given everything to this league for four years. And just because you're a great kid doesn't mean you shouldn't be punished. He should have been. He should have been out of the game. And then we play today. I'm not sure we play any better. We might not. They may have risen to the occasion. I don't know. We might have lost by 20 today. That's not the point. That's not the point. It should have been handled yesterday. It wasn't, and the league should not punish this guy. It makes no common sense to me. And there's also something about, in all sports I've ever seen, you do something and you've done a lot of shit in your life in this league, in your league you're in, they hit you. They give you the maximum, right? And if you've been good, they give you a punishment. But he got the maximum punishment today. This is the maximum. I've seen people tackle people, knock them into the stands, and they get a one-game suspension. So he got the maximum for this. In spite of what Leonard Hamilton said, in spite of what the player who was involved, 
I mean, you look at the video, you all disagree. He said it wasn't a punch. We didn't ask him to do that. I didn't even know he was going to do that. That's what he said. They never asked him what happened. Just like they never listened to him when he said, I got hit. So it wasn't handled right, bottom line, period. We have time for one or two questions. You can ask as many as you want. I ain't going anywhere. I'm, I, I'm fine. I'm not going home till 7 o'clock. And that's why I love Jim Beheim. I know many of you hate <laughs> Jim Beheim, but that's why I love him. And he wouldn't have done it just because Buddy's his kid. Let's be honest. He did it for, I mean, he might have done it even more vehemently with GMAC back in the day, right? It, we play it at the Open every day, mm. right? Mm -hmm. So, or every, every, not every day. I wish the show he was would do that day. for any player. He would. Absolutely. Absolutely. And everything he said is 100% true. And I don't care what you think. If you don't agree, you got a big dump in your pants. Because everything he said was 100% true. So let's, let's, yeah. let's roll through this thing, okay? Up 18 at the time of the incident, right? I think, buddy, what do you have? Eight, eight points? Something like that? At, the, at that point or something like that? So, okay. Um, would have won the game without him. Yes, absolutely. He's just throwing that in there because, obviously, um, it matters, right? So, um, and Joe mentioned the the gap in the game and how Syracuse is walking away with this thing, right? The thing about it is, is that you got Wyatt on the floor buckled over and no one looked at the video. Even Jay Billis was talking about, you know, why are they going to review this? I mean, he, you know, he, they're not looking at the video. Wyatt went over to the refs and said, punch me in the stomach, right? That comes out of Wyatt's mouth in his, in his YouTube video and all that stuff, so. Mm -hmm. They never looked at it. Okay. Well, that's a problem. Have we heard anything, to Coach's point, have we heard anything about anything happening uh, with the refs? I mean, not a punishment, but, but something. Are they, still, are they still officiating ACC <laughs> tournament games? Of course they are. Of course they are. My thing is, is that this is this is a broken process, right? This is a situation where, and and I'm sorry, but um, sometimes there's situations in life where, if the players involved are okay with it and they can shake hands and just move on, move forward, then I don't really understand why people that aren't involved have to get involved. And um, to some extent, because because of social media, extent, because Joe. I know there that's are why. Rules, right. Yeah. I get that. I get that, right? I mean, you know, you're the ACC. You represent the ACC. Right. And if we don't, you know, it's safe face, optics, you know, just like the mess. And um, <laughs> it's just a situation where it's like, Theater. okay, well, that's that's fine. Because we both can admit that he deserved a punishment. Everybody. something, yes, right? Absolutely. Yeah, maybe so, it's so obvious, okay. okay? But, but the punishment should have been made during the time frame here, right? 
Mm-hmm. So, I mean, either you have to have some type of thing where there's a statute of limitations. Yeah, if you get through the game type stuff, or it's a situation where what happens where this should have happened and the adults over here that are supposed to be controlling this thing messed it up. And now because of that, said person has to actually have a bigger punishment. Because of your mistake. Because you screwed uh, up, then he's got to face he's got to face a maximum jail sentence because right because the the, the prosecutor didn't do their job and the judge jumped in and everything's just on one scale. It's the yes or no scale, right? A game or not? Right. This, this and that. And like what Beheim said was absolutely true. If they would have looked, if they would have just went to the monitor and looked at it, it would have been two shots, the ball, Buddy Beheim out of the game. And then he plays today. And again, this has And we might lose by do. 20. Exactly. It has nothing to do with the outcome. This has nothing to do with us saying, oh, if we had Buddy, we would We already played. covered that. It has nothing Absolutely. to do with that. Right. already covered that. Yeah. It has everything to do with the fact that this is just another example which breaks down to even in different systems in this world when it comes down to justice systems and stuff like that. Um, everything can't just be judged just black or white, right? And um, this is a situation where adults in the room messed up. And because of that, kids, yeah, and nice. I mean, young adults, young whatever. Adults. Grown men. Either way, either way, we know. All right? right. Young adults don't know anything about the world, the real world until they get to, you know, we all know what we learn when we get to our 30s and 40s and stuff like that. Right. If we knew what we knew then. Oh, right? my gosh. Do you know how much stuff I would take so, back? Yeah. Uh, uh, Dude, we yeah. can go. I mean, that's another podcast, right? Yeah, it's probably so, two. Yeah, yeah, huh? one for each of uh, us. One for me, and yep, <laughs> mm-hmm, yep. And it's a situation where it shouldn't be like that. Um, it should be a situation where things can be, you know, judged by merit and everything like that. And that goes to Jim's point where he talks about, you know, how he's pretty much had a clean record. Like, buddy, he's he's a good guy. You know, he's not. He, he doesn't have a record of doing this stuff like Grace Nalen and some other players in the past, right? Christian Leitner so back in the day. It's just and it's and then and that's the other thing. It's 10, 15 years ago, this doesn't happen. No, you're right. In social media. And I is, thought about the Big East. First of all, and, and that's the thing. Cause I thought I immediately thought about the Big East. Once the once the dust settled and I was done watching the game and then you know, you're wondering, and then you go on social media, and you're like, "Oh wow, well, everybody's thinking the same thing I'm thinking." Here's the clip over and over again, and now you're getting nervous. That's the social media aspect. But back in the day, like Big East play when I was a kid, like this isn't this is a dust up. If that, yeah. If that, dude, there was no social media. Well, no, I'm saying right, right, right. I'm saying even then, the mentality was a little different. I'm, oh, well, I'm saying just yeah. in general, even if there was social media back then, the mentality is totally different. So, yeah. y- you yeah, know, the social media soft. stuff, yeah. and like I said, it put ACC, the ACC under a microscope. And even though their refs screwed up, like you said, and, you know, even though they screwed they're up. They're your refs. They're your refs. So your reel refs. them in. The kid you, gets punished. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not saying he doesn't deserve a punishment, and that's the whole thing. Is so here's that- my question. So here's my question, because this coach made this point, so I'm going to skip ahead here, and then we'll backtrack. Coach said that, you know, it's his first offense, man, you know, and they threw the book at him, essentially, right? So 
got max punishment for his first offense of anything, of anything ever for this kid. And he says, you know, they, he got max punishment. Well, here's my question. It's a legitimate question, Joe. Maybe you have an answer. Besides fixing this thing during the game like they should have done, what else do they do? Once the game's That's, over, what else do they do? That's the point, right? Is because there's no process in place to answer that question. So therefore, we got the lat- we got the suspension because there was no other way because nothing else is put in place to look at it and actually kind of size it up, right? I mean, we talked about college football. They get they could do a half. They get suspended for halves, right? Right. Right. And so maybe they should look point, into that. Right. And maybe sometimes, you know, there's, I don't want to call them mulligans, but hey, they're your refs. You hired them. They messed up. They have you're been gonna, messing gonna, up, gonna, by gonna the way. Eat, you're going to have to eat this one, right? Right. Don't just turn around and punish the kid more than he should have been punished. The ACC could have easily, just, it could have just as easy came out with a statement that said, look, this thing should have been handled during the game, and it was not. And Buddy Bayheim should have been kicked out of this game for a flagrant two. And the refs never went back to adjust that. They didn't look at the monitor. Um, Wyatt Wilkes told the refs he was hitting the stomach, and the refs still never looked at the monitor. So what we're going to do is we're going to move Teddy Valentine and his crew from officiating any more ACC tournament games for the rest of this year in this tournament. And um, that would have been it. But the problem is they don't have a spine for that. No, and it, it should have been, been something like, and even if they didn't suspend Teddy Valentine's, it should have been. Therefore, we will, we're not going to punish this player Play on. for a mistake that our referees made. Right, exactly. All parties were cool with it. That's, and, that, and that's the biggest thing, I think, to me, is more than anything, is, is the fact that, like, literally... Everybody was okay all, with it. All parties involved were okay with it, and it became a big thing because of all of the outside pressure. And that, I think, it, to me, is what killed me more than anything because it's like, look, you had a chance. Like what Coach Beheim said, every time someone goes down, they go to the table, they look at it. If Wyatt Wilkes was worried about it being malicious or if he thought that he didn't deserve it, <laughs> then he would have been – crying to the refs, he would have been crying to his coach, Leonard Hamilton would have been going crazy, and they did not do that. Yeah. And it got played on. And then even after that, even after Leonard Hamilton, after that play, got to go back and see the play, and then he went to his press conference, he still corroborated with the fact that it was no big deal and we shouldn't make it bigger than what it was. And then Wyatt Wilkes came out, and then Wyatt Wilkes came out with a video that corroborated the same things, almost pretty much kind of said, like, yeah, I kind of came in there a little aggressive, almost like he deserved it. Because if you play sports and you come in aggressive and then you get a little cheap shot, you kind of know it's coming, and it doesn't really surprise you. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, if all those parties are okay with it and then the refs still didn't want to go and check it out, then at some point, I mean, I mean, what are you supposed to do? Suspend, buddy. Suspend buddy, right. Because of all this other outside pressure. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. That's what it was. It was in the press conference. You heard that one reporter that pushed back yesterday 
against coach and said, the coach, every, or, um, he said, I'm watching it right now, and he got punched. It was it was not inadvertent. It's been all over social media. She had all over the place. Well, you know what? That's the okay. problem. I know. Exactly. That's the problem with so much. And I have said it on this show a thousand times over. I hate social media. If it was not for this show, if it wasn't for the Cuse Militia, I would not be on it. it could, I have met, I have made friendships. I am friends with people I have never met in person. That who I love. James, Tony, I've met Tyler, but you haven't. Right? Nope. So nope. we've met good friends through social media, through doing this. And all of that's great. But social media is a dump. It is a dumpster fire. And it is a it is a terrible place. And like Joe always says, it is not the real world. And People cave so quickly Mm -hmm. to social media demands because people can just gang up and send tweets. It is because you know what this did, right? This opened up a door. It did. As much as people don't even know, this no, no, this opened up a door because now if you make enough noise, what are you going to do? Fine tooth comb every single game. Look at this elbow. Look at this little jab here. Look at this. Things happen every single game that never gets caught. But guess what? Players, they just play on because they know it's part of the game or they know, you know what? I got my cheap shots in. He's going to get his cheap shots in. It's kind of known. You just don't want to get caught, right? Yeah. Sometimes you get caught. Sometimes you don't. But at the end of the day, like, when did, where does it stop? Where does it stop to where now the ACC is going to come in and look at everything? You know, well, that's I a good question. Had, I, I even had people at, at work that was like, if that was Armando Baycott or Paolo Bonchero, would they be playing today? Or would they have been suspended? Would the ACC have had the spine to stick up for those schools and not ours, right? So, I mean... You know the answer to that. Whole, I feel like you know the answer to that. But that's the whole point, is, is that even though we're like, okay, orange homers and orange goggles and this, this, and that, like, I still think that there's a real... There's a real I mean, I live in North Carolina. There's a real stigma of these old school ACC. Like Syracuse doesn't belong. Yeah, absolutely sure. They're yeah. pissed that Syracuse is in the ACC. They're yeah, pissed they, that they the love ACC that they tournaments suck. being in Brooklyn and not Greensboro. Yeah, they're pissed that Buddy Beheim made the first team ACC. Like they hate Jim Beheim. Like that's what it is. And we see it. I think we've talked about it since the podcast started. And we've seen all these different things. What happened to us when we got sanctioned by the NCAA? All the the scholarships and, you know, the games taken away and all that stuff. But then there's similar things or maybe even some more egregious things from some of these other schools. And all of a sudden, it just goes away. It goes away like COVID when the the Russian war came around. So, I mean, (laughs) at the end of the day... I'm just saying, at the end of the day, it just seems like when it comes to the ACC, just we get everything. We just get it seems like we get hit a little bit harder. And I, I just don't seem this. I don't think that some players would have got the same punishment. Oh, that's what and, I said in the beginning of the show. I mean, to open the thing up. I mean, before we even started playing the audio of any of these uh, press conferences, that was my point. Is that when I think I think when. The ACC, first of all, we all know, this is known fact, 
that the NCAA and Jim Beheim do not get along. Like, this is a known thing. There's been plenty of instances of this. And the dude still doesn't have his 101 wins reinstated, which is total, like, commie bullshit. Uh, they didn't take okay? his losses away. They didn't take any losses away. They gave him all his losses, took all his effing wins away. It's commie bullshit. And we all know who the NCAA is, right? They're like the fifth branch of the government, right? Because they suck that bad. And um, the ACC, to your point, when they have a chance to bend us over and stick it up the chute, I feel like they're going to. And it would be like, like I had this conversation with Waterboy, and I said, I said that, and he and he was like, um, yeah, you know, they're going to any chance they get, they're they're going to do it. They're gonna they're gonna bend us over. Unfortunately, uh, we're going to be the victim of that. And. He also said it would be a conspiracy if it didn't just continue to happen, right? With the officiating, you know, this this year has been terrible with officiating. And I understand it did not predict the outcome be, of the season. And to, be, and to be fair, I don't watch enough other ACC games well, I, to judge whether or not it was just the ACC overall, or if you're just talking about Syracuse games. But, I think but. I think, and that was going to be the next thing I said is that I think it was a spread a little bit everywhere. I do, I do, because I I watched enough to 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 know that we weren't the only team getting screwed. There was a lot of teams that didn't get screwed though. Let's put it that way. Yeah, well. that the games I watched. All right, so unfortunately. Um, it is what it is. I think I have one more point on this. Um, so, G- Coach, yes, this is my last point on this. And then if you got time, Joe, we can hit a couple. What, yeah. do, you, what do you say? Okay. Yeah. Um, we have 44 comments on Twitter for fan feedback. Coincidence? Mm. I doubt it. Is Coach going to get fined or anything for criticizing the league? Do you think buy, sell, or hold? Does coach like this would be the ultimate like told you so for us if coach faced some kind of repercussion for saying what he said about the ACC's officiating crew and pretty much the ACC themselves? And I mean, honestly, I don't even, I mean, I don't even care to answer that question as much as I care that Jim Beheim has. The balls to do it, to not be the yes man, to not be the guy that conforms, to be the guy that's going to question the it, people, the powers to be, and the processes. And and I, you stopped. I I did the timeout to Joe, and he thought something was wrong, but I'm just trying to get a word in because I want to interrupt him because um because you know he would do it for another player, not just his son. Is my point? Yeah, and we talked about that. Oh, but. But right, yeah, continue. That's, that's, no, but that's his personality, right? And that's like the, that's the type of leadership and type of people that we don't have around nowadays because they don't want to be challenged. The leadership doesn't want to be challenged. The people that run the the, the institutions they don't want to be challenged. They just want to hey, well, they I'm always want to be right. And you just kind of play by my yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah, Instead of they can't ever admit they're wrong. Other ways around it, right? Like, I'm sorry, but there's a difference between what Buddy did and turning around and cold cocking somebody in the face 
Right. There's a difference between what Buddy did and taking out somebody's legs and having them fall eight feet from the air horizontal, not knowing on their how side. they're going to land. Right. Right? Yeah. So at the end of the day, it is not so black and white and stop acting like it is. Yeah. You know, you, you're this big entity. Create a process better than just, is it this or is it that? Is it this or is it that? Because it's not so black and white. It's not the same thing. Okay, the definition of a punch, yes, same thing. Okay? I mean, I guess. But where you, it is, the definition of a punch, a punch is a punch, right? But where you swing, how you swing, and if you connect and where you connect has a lot to do, you know? I mean, in the, in, in the justice system, it has a difference between whether or not it's assault or attempted murder. Okay? So... At the end of the day, if it can be different in that sense, then it can be different in this sense. And, and again, he deserved a punishment. But what do you do when the adults in the room drop the ball? Punish the kid. That's what I do. That's not the answer. And you know that. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I know. Uh, and the last time I'm saying this, I just feel bad for the way this thing ended. Uh, it. it you know, for everybody who hates Syracuse and hates Coach and has been gloating about this to some extent, which hasn't been a lot, just just to be fair, shame on you. And you can go ahead and stop listening to the show and unfollow, and I really couldn't give any craps about it. So uh, let's... Yeah, well, now look, look, all I'm going to say is at the end of the day, I'm not sitting here arguing whether or not he should have been this, this, or that. I'm arguing exactly. about the process. I'm arguing about right. the leadership. Right. And I'm arguing the fact that this has to change because you can go back and you can find tooth any game and find somebody. First thing I so said... We can't, we can't make this precedent. We can't make this precedent. And right. my only... this I'm only saying this stuff so that it never happens to a player again. Well, I it happened know. to Buddy. It happened to our guy. Yeah. I don't know if we have that and, kind and of you know pull, but... We lived through that, but let's just hope it never happened. I'm not saying that we do. No, I know. But that's my stance. Is right. I don't want to. I don't want to see it happen to any player. I, I'm I, an unbiased. I'm, I have orange goggles, but I'm an unbiased enough fan to where if that would have happened to any other person on any other team, I would have been like, yeah, well, the ref's messed up. He's good to go. Like now, if they get suspended, I'd be like, oh, if it helps us, but it doesn't mean I'm going to agree with it. We have been on this show and disagreed. To, with calls, we've admitted it on this show that there's been calls that have benefited us in certain situations, right? And we laugh about it because you know what? Sometimes it's good to gloat about what you usually are on the other end of. But when it happened, I knew it was bad. I was disappointed, but didn't think a ton of it until Jay Billis wouldn't shut up. And then we went to halftime and they wouldn't shut up. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh shit, this is not going to be good. We're done. Yeah. So, all right. Let's head over to Twitter real quick and get some thoughts from you guys. Look, I'm gonna rip these out, Joe. Rip them. So forgive me. I have not. I have. I am on Twitter. I didn't screenshot any of these. I did not have time today, and so I am going to. um, I hearted some of them. Is our favorited, whatever you want to call it, and those are the ones I'm going to look for. So, on Twitter, I'm gonna heart this one too. At the big E underscore 228 gave it all they had. They ran out of gas. Putting up a fight like that without their best player. I'm not about moral victories, but with a the season they had, I'll take this one today. I haven't read that yet. 
I agree 100%, Joe. We've talked about yep. moral victories, especially during football season, and there are none. But the if what you're if, take one. if you're going to take one, this is the one. You got the, it's the leading <laughs> scorer in the ACC sitting on the bench, and you put up you put up these kind of numbers, and you played this kind of game, and you fought this kind of fight against, against a Final Four team. Uh, it, it, that's a moral victory. At CNY, Steph, Q's played a great 38 minutes. They pressed too hard the last two minutes and couldn't hit a shot. I mean, it was just uh, about, you know, Duke got the stops and made the shots. And mm-hmm. that was it. And they did it with like a minute 30 left. So, yeah, right I, out of time, stop making shots. Exactly. Uh, let's see. At Gregorian Rants. Incredibly proud of the fight they showed today against Crazy Odds. Much respect for Q's basketball. Yes, thank you, Greg. And also, I am one of those, and not afraid to admit, that was like, look, I don't think Syracuse wins this game with Buddy Beheim, but the suspension thing is stupid. And I still stand by that. But obviously they lost, so they didn't win. But I told you guys... In the you know after halftime when this thing stayed close, I had I had visions of 0506 Big East tournament with GMAC mm. overrated stuff. Okay, that was how I felt, and I was crushed. My soul was yeah. crushed. We weren't looking at the same stuff. <laughs> you're you're always the, 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 the tides have turned slightly between you and I, because I was always very negative. I was always very negative, and mind you, I am at work. Okay, and I was too. I am not watching a ton, listening a lot. Okay, and you know it's one of those things where I was just—I mean, there was times in my car watching the game where I was screaming, and I hadn't even seen the play. The (laughs) the the crowd at the Barclays Center for both teams was fantastic. The showing for Duke was actually really good, and uh, mm-hmm. i got to give them credit for that. At Q's Waterboy, oh boy, I have not pre-read this. Let's see what happens. Beyond, I'm going to read ahead in my brain before I say it. Beyond proud of the Syracuse team today, zero quit. One of my favorite cro- quotes from CM Punk, doubt, doubt F's everything. They came in confident as hell with zero doubt in themselves and blocked out all the, all the outside noise. They definitely did, um, yeah. and the biggest one of them being Jimmy Beheim, and you know to some extent, Samir. Look, yeah. this was his opportunity, man, and he did. He rose to the occasion, I think, and what a fantastic job from him. At EJ six two five six four, great effort, especially so shorthanded. And after having been annihilated by this team twice before, maybe Jimmy can coach a little still. Well, that's a great admission. Obviously, I think he can. We got to think. We haven't even mentioned. We were out Buddy, Benny, Jesse. Okay? Two, two starters in a, in a decent backup, right? So, um, kind of a big deal. And, you know, you could think about, and we've said, well, I don't know if Buddy would have made... A huge difference. Maybe they went. They lose this thing by twenty. You heard coach say that. Maybe they lose this thing by twenty if Buddy plays. But you know, what if Jesse played? Because 
if Jesse and Buddy played, that could have been a whole nother situation in this game. So, um, yeah, well, we talked about that. It was the season of shoulda, coulda, woulda. And yeah. I think that the players that we have on yeah. our team, when they figured it out, I think they were a tournament team. But you got to put the resume together. And, uh, you know, sadly, I think that this is like a more talented team than some of the teams in the past five years that have actually like made the tournament. But the only difference is they they put up a resume to get in there and we didn't. So at Charles underscore regalia, hell of an effort. This one hurts. And uh, yeah, and that's just it. I mean, it hurts for a number of reasons, but like we said, it is what I think it is. We're all right there, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's just hit a couple from Facebook. Joe, I'm sorry to keep you. No. Um, it is, it is time to close this thing out. Wow. We have done, I'm just looking at the yep. time here. We've done quite the show, and it doesn't feel like it. You know how hard it is to do a show like this, by the way, with no real radio breaks or commercials? Do you know? Does anybody know? We did it. That's an hour and 40 minutes. That's a long time. Uh, Robert, our buddy Robert on Facebook. I don't know what's up with Robert. I'm going to give him I'm gonna give him the, uh, the old cheers for the end of the season, but... He must not either. He he must not listen. He's a great participant in fan feedback, but maybe he doesn't listen. But he definitely does not manage his badge because as much as he is on Facebook for us, um, he should have a top fan badge. So I'm going to give Robert the top fan badge, an honorary top fan badge. He says, "No thoughts, just a few tears and a lot of pride. So much heart out there today, and absolutely, um, you know, I don't know if it, if you can say it." any better than that but let's hit no joe let's hit two more two more hold on let's do this one from zach okay top fan our boy zach on facebook why do we always figure out the pieces to the puzzle at the end of the year i hope cole comes back he's shown what he can be and already knows the system there's hope for next year i was wrong about john bull he's just not acc caliber i have not pre-read this uh, so Joe, what do you think about that? Do you, nah. I haven't gotten your thoughts personally on Cole coming back. I've seen you nodding while I was talking, but what do you think about Cole coming back? Are you for nah, or against I, that? I mean, like I, I talked about before, I mean, I can see a situation where you have a Samir with a Joe, with a Benny, with a Jesse, but you're missing that wing. And, um, I think it might be a healthy break for coach to, you know, coach a roster that doesn't have a son on it. Um, yeah, you know, I, yeah. there's nothing against Jimmy, and I think that he's a great player. Uh, but uh, if there was a guy that we probably did need to come back to kind of give us that solid, you know, starting five with, you know, whoever's going to come off the bench and whoever's going to help, um, then it probably would be Cole. And uh, I would be 100% fine with that. And, and, you know, uh, it's going to go back to, you know, obviously we know how good Jimmy and Buddy and Cole and everything. I just don't know if it's necessarily healthy in the best course of action to have everybody come back. Um, but if there was to be one, it would be Cole. And um, his shooting, his scoring, everything like that, I think that he would fill out at least a guaranteed top five going into next year with obviously Frank coming on off the bench for a, a six man. And then you, you know, you figure it out with the five or six or seven you got coming in. Yeah. 
It, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on all of that. And we tend to agree a lot, but I'm, I hear you. One more. One more. Let's finish it off with this. And, and, and Mahir, Mahir is, is next, and I really want to get it to it, but it's a little bit there, Mahir, and I'm sorry. It's a great comment, but this thing should have ended probably 20 minutes ago. Uh, Steve on Facebook. Great effort. Too bad the officials didn't give the same. Everyone stepped up today. One play goes our way. Different results. Uh, yeah. And, and he maybe he's talking about specifically this game, but I'm going to attribute that comment to, to the last game. And um, look. No, it could be. There was some, some There some was some. Yeah, well, you mentioned sure. the, the, the steal by Benchero or Bencaro, whatever the hell his name is, uh, against mm-hmm. Jimmy. And obviously that could have easily been called maybe earlier in the game, different situation. It is called, which is part of the problem. And to somewhat to, you know, our, my point and Joe's point to a lot of the stuff that's been happening this year. But look, it's been a great, it hasn't been a great basketball. I was going to lie to you guys. It has not been a great year, but it has been fun coming here. Um, this has been some therapy. It always is therapy, I think. I feel like if you're having a rough day at work, I had a terrible day at work today, and I come here and do this, and it is gone. So um, I appreciate everybody for hanging out with us. We, we Enough can't be said for all of the fan feedback and the comments and yes. the time it takes for you, even the nasty ones, to reach out to us and um, tell us nasty things and whatnot. But all of you uh, are so appreciated. We love you guys. And we'll be back soon with some football stuff. April 1st starts that. Yeah. For Joe. I'm Sean. We're out. Peace.